Three by five live podcast. On this podcast, we talk and chat about all things health, wellness, productivity, mindset, mindset, mindfulness. And today we're covering a new topic with you guys that we haven't really discussed before. So as you can see, I don't know if you're realizing we're actually in a tiki bar. (laughs) Yeah. So last week we spoke about our short-term rentals. We're actually at one of those houses in Florida right now coming to you live from the tiki bar. Um, if you are in the Northeast and still shoveling out of snow, we apologize for the palm trees, but we are thawing out and it feels, feels really good. Yeah. And I got to do some maintenance on this property. So I was figuring out, I've never trimmed a palm tree. Machete. We're going to use the machete. You have to like cut off the dead branches. It's a, it's a learning curve here. It is. We're all figured it out. Everything's figure outable. <laughs> there we go. So we decided to talk about a topic that actually came up on our really long drive to Florida. Um, I was driving at the time, which is actually very rare. Very rare. <laughs> and so I was listening to a podcast, a ritual podcast, and he was interviewing this woman named Lisa Miller, who wrote a book called The Neuroscience of Spirituality. And spirituality, we always have talked about and kind of what we subscribe to is anything, right? So we're not talking about a specific religion. We're talking about something maybe larger than yourself. It could be connection to nature. For me, I always use the terminology, the universe. It's just that idea that there's something larger out there. Intuition, all of these kind of words that we subscribe to that represent just something bigger than ourselves. And I started to think about that in my own life and what that's looked like for me in the past. And if you know me personally, you know that I often use the term like, well, that's the universe, because I really do believe that we have this guiding light and these guiding principles that help us in our day to day. It is also brought up, Brian, in the conversation, talked about the book, The Alchemist, which we both have read, but haven't kind of revisited in a really long time. So long story long, we just thought that it might be kind of nice to unpack some of these thoughts, some of these quotes, because I just thought that they were super interesting. And just a way to ground yourself back in that idea that life can seem super, super heavy and focused and very like narrow, you know, your, your lens is very narrow. And sometimes when you're able to zoom out a little bit and just recognize that, you know, the world is working for you, if you're just able to kind of hear and listen, um, I think is a really nice way to kind of settle yourself in and just, I don't know, be open to possibilities. Yes. agree. So in this, some of the things that came up for me, I love this idea, the, um, the researcher, Lisa Miller, she, she said, see life as alive and guiding. And that more than half of our lives or half of our time, we always ignore our human knowing. And if you think about like we were also talking about when you talk about a neuroscience, you know, research shows that we don't just have the brain in our heads, that our hearts actually act. We have three brains, our heart, our gut, and our brain, right? And so have you ever had like a decision to make and you literally feel it like in your gut or you're like, oh, I'm going to follow my gut, right? So that is an example of kind of your intuition. And I really like the way she broke down the neuroscience of this whole concept. Um, You know, so if you're listening and you're open, you know, even I was saying picture as if you're in like a hallway, right? And the hallway has a bunch of doors and you have these doors surrounding you and what the universe does is it knocks. And so 
what you do as a human is just be open and able to accept and hear that knock and then not have the fear to paralyze you into actually opening a door. And as we were having this conversation, I was thinking back, like, when did I feel like my intuition and my connection with the universe was greatest? And it was at the time in my life where I was focusing on myself. And Rich in this podcast talked about how, like, when you do enough inside work, you're attuned to these signals because you're just, you're open and and listening that silence, solitude spaces for meditation, all of these times, like you can't, there's too much noise, right? There's too much noise. So if you can turn down the noise so that you can turn up that intuition and the universe giving you these knocks, then you're able to see more opportunity. So for me, when I was going through yoga teacher training, I was hours doing yoga for hours. I mean, it was, so it was 200 hours and 200 hours where I had that flexibility to be away from home, away from you and the kids in a yoga, on a yoga mat where I was breathing and connecting with movement. And I was tied to that just, you know, mindfulness mindset. Um, Also, I was going through my health coaching certification. And so I was eating really healthy and I was nourishing my body with foods that were just clean. My I like, I always talk about brain fog, but when you eat healthy, the fog like lifts. And so you're just, I don't know. I just felt like I was so clear and I could conquer the world. And at that time I was teaching full time. And this is the time period in my life where I decided that I needed to make a transition. I fell so in love with these things that brought me joy and was connected to passion. And because of that, things that were in alignment to those passions started to knock without, and this sounds crazy, but without me doing like anything, like randomly, you know, there was somebody who I worked with who was taking a graduate class and randomly overheard that they needed a a new teacher to teach this wellness course. And so the person reached out to me and I started teaching this wellness course, which I loved. And then that wellness course turned into do professional developments around self-care and stress management and these things that I just were embodying embodying Mm -hmm. in my training. I started to teach preschool yoga on the side. I was doing, you know, consultations and all these doors just started opening for me in these different areas. I I became part of this exchange group, which was like this leadership Mm -hmm. group that I loved. And they're, they're so, um, just creative and intuitive and amazing leaders. And I found I found this like connection of this social network. We went to, um, and I did that by going to, the, yeah. yeah which, I, which I got a knock on, well, I always say shoulder tap um, to go to how Elrod's best year ever in California, which we never did something like that. So we went to the seminar in California in December of 2019. And I don't know what drew me to go to that. I'm not usually like uh, someone that goes to like, events like that yeah. I, and and jesse got way more out of it than i did because she was part or she learned about this exchange community so at the time and that's like a crazy story which is going to go longer than it should but um i had just started doing these professional developments and speaking gigs and i was finding myself in situations where i was talking to like 300 people about topics that i know and love but i still was like i don't know that i have the training for this and i was feeling a little uneasy and at this best year ever blueprint they were presenting the presentation in a way that just like blew your mind like Mm -hmm. you were connected at the heart center with these people who you just met and it was engaging and like people were doing things and sharing things and it was just so much trust and it's exactly what i wanted to portray 
way in right. my speaking arrangements. And so I went up to someone and I was just like, hey, you know, I recognize that you're doing this methodically. Like, what are you using to present this information? And they they connected me with this guy, John Berghoff, who um, has this company called Exchange, which literally teaches facilitators how to facilitate conversations. And like, what are the chances that that would happen right at the moment where I needed it? Right. And all of these knocks were happening at a time where I felt completely at peace with everything in my body, my mind, my spirit. I was just, I felt like I was open, like I was a channel for these types of knocks. And so again, long story long, if you're trying to figure out, okay, so where does this leave me? I honestly think that you start with you. You start with your own becoming, we always say it, but that best version of you, aligning yourself with those things that make you the happiest. And when you're in alignment without you doing anything, just be open to opportunities that then present itself. And the fear part, I think is like, I mean, that's the alchemist part. Well, the alchemist. So, I mean, there's a reason why the alchemist has sold 150 million copies of the book. I mean, it is the, I think the, the most books sold ever by an an author that's currently alive. Um, And there's a reason behind that. And, you know, just two points on the alchemist, um, two little things that they, they say in there, when you really want something, it's because that desire originated in the soul of the universe. And when you really want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. So, That's not like what society wants or what my mom and dad think that I should have. And I want a desire to have that thing. It's like, what is what moves your soul? And if there is something that really moves your soul and you're feeling and you're hearing these knocks or, as I say, uh, gentle shoulder taps or nudges, you need to take that seriously. Because like they say in The Alchemist, if you keep ignoring those long enough, suddenly those taps aren't as frequent. They're softer mm-hmm. and then slowly they go away. So that's why you have to take them seriously. And the biggest thing that comes with that is fear, like Jesse just says. And another point from the book is tell your heart that fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. And no heart has suffered when it goes in search of its dreams because every second of that search is a second with God in the eternity. So basically that's telling you that the suffering, the fear that you're feeling right now is nothing compared to never going after that dream because every moment going after that dream, even though it might be hard and risky and scary, at least you're going after that journey and you're following those nudges in life and the universe telling you where to go. And it doesn't even have to be like the biggest decision in the entire world, like leaving a career or whatever. But it is amazing when you like start to say yes to things. Like there were things that I was saying yes to. I think we've talked about this before where it would lead to something else and it would lead to something else. And then it, I had the opportunity to then sift through what are these opportunities that are really calling to my soul and what are some things that I'm just dabbling in. But if you're not willing to say yes or you're not willing to try something or to mm-hmm. listen and like like you said, the fear, yeah. then the door will always stay closed. Yep. And, and if, that goes back to last week with short-term rentals. You know, mm-hmm. our first property that we bought We were scared out of our mind. We didn't know what we were doing, but we had this draw, this nudge to like, we should get into this space. We should explore this avenue. Worst case scenario, we can fix it up and sell it. But, and look where it's led us now. We're coming live from our Tiki Hut in Florida. I mean, that's just still mind blowing to me. But if I wasn't listening 
Jesse and I weren't listening to those nudges to take action and take risks, we wouldn't be sitting here coming, doing this podcast live in Florida. But we also have that conversation a lot. Like we're like, what is like, what's the universe telling us or what's our gut telling us? And to be honest with you, we have also have the conversation of if something doesn't go right, we say, well, it just wasn't like, and I know it sounds so cliche, but maybe it wasn't meant to be. Or if you try something and you fail so often when something we thought of was like a failure, like we put an offer on a property and we wanted it so badly and it went through like two days later, something else opened up that was a better opportunity for us. So not like opening the door doesn't always mean it's going to lead to the biggest success of your life. But I do believe that it's going to take you a step closer to your ultimate happiness. Yeah. And as Jocko Willink says, good. You know, so when something does go bad, you know, like that property didn't go through good. You know, you didn't get that raise good. You know, you didn't um, land that job you wanted good because that's leaving the opportunity, you know, the openness for opportunities. Mm-hmm. If you have that mindset of good. Um, I, I thought that was really powerful when I heard him say that. I love that. So, so that's what we got today. Uh, if and you if have, you hear the door knocking. <laughs> don't come up. <laughs> no, oh, no, no. Open the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Until next week, we're out. See ya. Hello, world. Wake me up to another go.